Praise the Lord. His mercy endureth forever. Hallelujah. Praise God. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is. And God inhabits the praises of His people. That's why there's a spirit of liberty in this house tonight, because God's here, because people are praising Him are here. The presence of the Lord is in the house. And it feels good. I said it feels good in the house. Anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Oh, hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Good to see everyone here in the house. Amen. Lord, we have a number of vacations, some traveling. We pray that God would get them home safe and sound. Amen. We are here and the Lord is here. Yes. Amen. Good to see everyone here. It's good to, of course, to see Brother Piercy, Brother Steve Piercy. And his boys, Sherwood and William, God bless you guys. Amen. Amen. So good to have them with us. Yes. Amen. And uh, it's good to have, amen, uh, Trisha with us. God bless you. Good to have you here with us. Please just make yourself at home. Such an honor to have you with us. And it's also good to have Chris Warwick here tonight. Amen. God bless you, Brother Chris. Amen. Just an honor to have all of you here. and Good to have the presence of the Lord in the house tonight. Praise God. Have you enjoyed this morning and again tonight? Have you enjoyed the presence of the Lord? Yes, amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. I want to also say happy birthday to my mother-in-law just had a birthday happy birthday i know you got your sticker so it's official now (laughs) amen love her appreciate her amen mentioned it wednesday but i want to say thank you to church family for all of your kindness and gifts on father's day i just humbled and um just honored Amen. To be pastor, probably the greatest honor you can give me is to call me pastor and to, amen, work together with for the kingdom of God. Amen. amen. <clears throat> and it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Man, I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than anywhere else. Yes. Amen. Praise God. I know we've shouted, the Holy Ghost has moved, we've responded, and I believe that not only have we responded to the Holy Ghost, but I believe, I believe the Holy Ghost has responded to your praise, our praise, right. and worship. Yes, amen. 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 I believe God responded to expectation. Right. And God responded to praise. 
in worship. Yes. Amen. We do praise and we worship. You know, really everything we do, everything, if you want to know really the motive behind what drives our services, from the singing to the preaching, the motive is to have a move of God to the saving of souls. Amen. It's all about a move of God. It's all about a move of God in my soul. And, amen. An outpouring of the Holy Ghost. His Spirit in us. Amen. And we respond to that. And it feels good to respond to the presence of the Lord, doesn't it? Yes, How many yes. enjoy praising and worshiping yes, amen. the Lord? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. I do feel like I have something that hopefully will encourage you as it has encouraged me today. I want to go to the book of Luke chapter 10. A familiar story to many. Luke chapter 10. And we'll begin reading at verse 38. If you're there, say amen. Now it came to pass as they went that he, Jesus, entered into a certain village. It wasn't by happenstance. He went on a mission. And a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? I'm ministering all by myself. I'm doing all the work. It feels like I'm the only one working Bid her, therefore, that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. But one thing is needful. And Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. I want to preach with the help of the Lord tonight on this thought, choosing the good part. Choosing the good part. If you appreciate the presence of the Lord, would you help me pray and ask that God would move once again in this place. And God, give us ears to hear what thus saith the word of God. God, I pray and I need your anointing, I need your favor, I need your blessing. God, your word's forever settled and it's already anointed. Would you anoint my heart, my mind, my soul? Speak to me and through me. Speak to your people tonight. In the precious name of the Lord, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. 
We give you glory and praise. Let the church say amen. 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 God bless you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord tonight. How many like to eat food? <clears throat> I knew that might brighten up the moment. I like to eat food. We had a great time at men's retreat last couple days. And just as I like to do, um, when we barbecue, tri-tip, I looked for, on the tri-tip, the end piece where all of the seasoning is, is located and it has... It's just completely surrounded all the edges because it's the end with seasoning. And it was hot and it was tender. And Brother Bryson had just cut the tri-tip and it just come off the grill. And I, thanks be to God, found an end piece. It was the good part of the tri-tip. In our house, there's times when my, my wife, my mother-in-law often makes chocolate cake, makes uh, Texas sheet cake and take makes strawberry cake. I'm hearing a lot of mmm. I don't know that that was a spiritual mmm, but man, it's a mmm nonetheless. In our household, whoever gets to the cake first, and not just in my household, but also in the Calvinist household, the first piece to go is the corner piece. We have, we have chosen the good part of the cake. The corner piece to us is, is the best piece. And if you're lucky enough, you get one of the four. If you find, if you see a chocolate cake that has just been baked at our house and a few people have won't gone through, you will usually find all four corners gone first. Sister Cavanus was over. We had a little barbecue and dinner yesterday and had a little cake for her celebrating her 29th again birthday. Brother Cavanus had a piece of cake on his plate with a flower frosting on the piece. And one of his granddaughters, one of my daughters, snagged the frosted flower. It's a good way to get written out of a will. Because she hath chosen the best part. She hath chosen the good part of the cake. How many know what I'm talking about tonight? The good part or the best part of a church service is the presence of the Lord. What we experience this morning and again tonight is nothing short of the presence of Almighty God. And I, I looked around this morning as the presence of the Lord was moving, the Spirit of God was moving in such a powerful way. And I noticed that there were some here this morning that were, had fallen to their knees praying and worshiping simply because they were feeling and basking in the presence of of the Lord. Our program went out the window because the best part, the good part of a service is when the Spirit of Almighty God begins to move. 
I love the singing and I love the shouting and I love the drums and the keyboards and the, the guitars and I, I love everything about a service. I love music. I love the singing. But, but the best part of any service is when the Spirit of Almighty God begins to move. There's no substitute. There's nothing like a, just a sovereign move of God in a church service. Praise God. It is the presence of the Lord. That is the good part of any service. We find in our text in verse 38, and I'm going to read, read through this tonight. I don't know if I'll be preaching or teaching. I don't know, but I do have some place I feel like I need to go tonight. Now it came to pass as they went that Jesus entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving, ministering, and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? You see, it was Martha, it was her house that Jesus had come to. And she, like many women uh, that I know and related to, and one in particular that I'm married to, wants to make sure that the house is always clean and presentable when someone comes over to the house. And I'm sure that was, that was Martha's intent, that here comes Jesus, the Messiah, coming to her house, and she wants everything to go as it should. She wants every fork to be neatly placed, every knife, every place setting, every plate, every food, everything that, that needs to be right and in its place. The floor needs to be swept and cleaned and mopped. And Thought I'd get a, an amen from a, from a wife or two. From a homemaker or two. A uh, couple guys maybe can say amen too to that. Martha was trying to do her best to make sure that everything was done right. She was hard at work. Ministering to all the guests that had come, especially Jesus. Martha was working and she was serving everyone. And the disciples were there and Jesus, his entourage were there. And there was a lot of work to do to make sure, to follow custom, to make sure that everyone was taken care of. And yet she looks around and she has a sister and Mary is over there basking at the feet of Jesus at his word and Enjoying the presence of God Himself. And the Bible says that Martha was cumbered about much serving. She was cumbered. That word there is a Greek word, parasapao or peo. To drag around is what it means or to distract. Martha had become distracted in the ministry. I, didn't, I don't know that this is an evangelical message. I don't feel that tonight. But can I preach to those involved in ministry? I came for a purpose tonight. And I feel like God wants to speak to us that are involved in ministry. It is easy for people to be, that are involved in ministry to get distracted by the ministry. And put ministry ahead of the presence of Almighty God. The whole purpose of ministry is to have the presence. It is about presence of Almighty God. And yet Martha was cumbered about. She had 
become distracted. She was working. She was ministering. The Bible says cumbered about. It means to, uh, ministry. It's, a, it's a much serving means a ministry. It's a work. And if you've been involved in ministry in a church, ever, if you've ever been involved in ministry, you understand that ministry is, is the same thing as, a, as hard work. If you're doing boys club or girls club or Sunday school or singing in a, in a choir or singing on a praise team or playing an instrument, it takes practice, it takes work, it takes preparation. I appreciate, I've seen a lot of our Sunday, Sunday school teachers down here the last couple of weeks, decorating classrooms and, and making cool trees and teepees and all that stuff. And I'm like, man, I wish I was a kid. I want to come and enjoy this class. I appreciate the hard work and the preparation. But can I talk to the Sunday school teachers for a moment? Nothing will ever supplant the presence of Almighty God. Amen. Program can't, can't supplant it. Games cancel, and it, I'm not preaching against ministry. I'm not preaching again. We got to have all that. We need that. We, we need to put our best out to the children. But it's all about presence of God. That's why I loved at the beginning of service. We heard a great testimony how we had a young man who has a physical ailment, and yet he was enjoying the presence of God. And said, "I'm going to praise. I'm going to worship, even in a back Sunday school classroom." There's a young boy saying, I'm going to praise and worship and enjoy the presence of Almighty God. That's what it's about. It's about presence. There's nothing wrong with, with much serving. There's nothing wrong with ministry, Martha. Martha, there's nothing wrong with what you're doing, and yet you've got to put being in the presence of the Lord first. Lord, dost thou... Not care that my sister hath left me to, she said, to serve or minister. Same word, to minister alone. I'm telling you, when you get in the presence of God, you will never be serving or ministering alone. I mean, I'm, I, I feel like I'm, I'm preaching. I'm, maybe I'm teaching preaching, but I'm, I'm speaking tonight from my heart to those involved in ministry. You may feel like you're ministering alone, but if you can first get in the presence of Almighty God, you'll never minister alone. God will always bless you. That's important. We heard it this again this week about pre-service prayer. Just think, just break it down. Pre-service prayer. A lot of times, and my son-in-law gives me a bad time because I come walking through and I'm not here all the time for pre-service prayer. That's because I'm doing my own pre-service prayer right over there. I don't want the distraction. Pardon me if you come up to me before service and I go, uh-huh, see me after service. Why? Because I'm trying to get in the presence of God so that we can have a real ministry. I, I would rather have the presence of God than... But I, I need to apologize. I felt a little convicted. He was getting on to me at, at Minja Tree. I, I need to be here for pre-service prayer. And I have been pre having my own pre-service prayer because I don't want to be distracted. Uh, well, maybe I'll just come over and if you come up to me, I'm going to say talk to the hand because the Spirit ain't listening right now. I want to get in the presence of Almighty God. You really need me to find the presence of God. You need me to be in His presence. Praise the Lord, somebody. I'm just being, can I be real tonight? We need to get in the presence of God. You will never serve or minister alone. David said in Psalms 127, Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it, and except the Lord keep the city, the watchman 
waketh or walketh but in vain. Except the Lord build the house. Praise God. Everything we do in ministry, we have to put God first and seek first the kingdom of God, the presence of Almighty God. That's why it was so powerful this morning. The good part of this morning's service was when God moved. The good part of any service is when God moves. There's favorite songs I like to hear. My, some, there's some songs I like better than others, and I, and, and I like all the songs they sing tonight. And there's some songs we like better and some styles we like better. And we you know so-and-so gets up and she sings our favorite song and sings that, oh, hallelujah. Praise God, I so enjoy some good singing and some good praise wor- worship and good playing and good organ and good keyboard. I so enjoy it. But I want the presence of the Lord more than I want anything else. Why, I want to choose the good part. Verse 41, Jesus answered and said unto Martha, 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 thou art careful, anxious, fearful. He said, thou art careful and troubled about many things. You're so worried about everything that's taking place here. You need to seek the good part. I appreciate all your hard work. I, you're, 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 you're very concerned about making sure the service goes just right, and making sure every, every note is just right, and making sure every, everyone's in the, playing in the same key and the whole church appreciates when people sing in the, sing in the same key. Play in the same key. My wife really appreciates when people enunciate and we can understand And they come and have praise and worship practice and practice and practice and practice Thursday night after Thursday night and before service and before service and before service. It's a lot of work. But more important than all the hard work, it's about presence. The reason they're working so hard is to create an atmosphere that God will move and take his liberty and feel comfortable in worship and in ministering during our praise and our worship. It's all about the presence of God. So Martha, you're careful. You're being anxious. You're, oh, is this going to be okay? Is this going to be okay? Is this going to be all right? I wonder, is so-and-so going to, did they get their part? At the end of the day, as long as we have a move of God. We're not going to remember that so-and-so didn't quite have their part. Matter of fact, most people out there probably didn't even hear it or know. But they're going to remember, oh man, what a move of God we have. You're going to remember it was the, a move of God and the presence of God and somebody received their healing and their body was touched and their needs were met. Why? Because the presence of Almighty God was here. God, help us to worry less about program and focus more on presence. Help us to worry less about position and worry more about presence. Now, I've taught this before, but I just felt I had to go back and find it, but I felt I wanted to bring it back and, bring, and add it to this message tonight. There was a difference between Saul and David. One was about position. The other was about presence. <clears throat> I'm not about position tonight. I'm about the presence of the Lord. 
Saul cared more about his position as king and less about the presence of the Lord. <clears throat> we read in 1 Samuel chapter 14, Saul, Saul saw any strong man, or when Saul saw any strong man, the Bible says, or any valiant man, he took him unto him. Saul would conquer or make peace treaties with other countries or nations, city-states. And he would ally himself with strong men and armies for his own protection, for his own position, so that none could take it. He knew about David being anointed the next king. The Bible says that Saul hunted David and tried to kill him numerous times. Saul was trying to protect his position. While we find Saul the whole time, Saul's trying to kill David. Not one time can I find Saul going out for the Ark of the Covenant, trying to bring the presence back to the city of David. I wonder what our Bible, how our Bible might read a little different if Saul would have been a man after God's own heart. I wonder how our Bible could have been a little different if Saul would have been, would, would, it would have been the city of Saul, not the city of David. If it would have been Saul that went after the Ark of the Covenant of Covenant to bring the presence of God and the Spirit of God back to the city. But we find Saul just worrying about his own position. But it was David, who was a man after God's own heart. That even the Bible says in 1 Samuel 24 that David and his men were hiding in a cave. Here comes Saul, who's been trying to hunt David down and kill him. Saul lays down and goes to sleep. David has a knife and he cuts just a little bit of the garment, but he refuses to, to kill or touch. He said, I will not touch the Lord's anointed. But David, you don't understand. Here's the man that's been trying to kill you. Here's the man that, that if you kill him, you get to assume his position. David said, I might be able to assume the position, but I'll lose the presence. Most important thing, church, for the Apostolic Rock Church is that we have the good part. We have the presence of Almighty God. You may look at me and say, is all that holiness necessary? Yeah, if you want the good part. Do you really need to preach that doctrine the same? Yeah, if you want the good part. I'm not backing up. I'm not stepping aside. I'm not backing up on holiness. We are still apostolic in doctrine, Pentecostal in experience, and we are holy in lifestyle. I'm still trying to present myself a living sacrifice, holy, holy, holy and acceptable unto God, which is my reasonable service. Why? Because I want the good part. I've got to have the presence. Of the Lord. David had already been anointed king, but being anointed and keeping the anointing and having and being and basking in the presence of God was so much more important than position. David proves it to us because we can read, <clears throat> I'll read a couple in Psalms, Psalms 84 and 10. For a day in the in thy courts is better than a thousand. I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of of wickedness. David said, I would rather just be here in the presence of God. 
was David in Psalm 16, 11, In thy presence is fullness of joy, and at the right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Psalms 31, 19, Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee, which thou hast wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. Verse 20, Thou shalt hide them in the secret of thy presence. From the pride of man thou shalt keep them secretly in a pavilion from the strife of tongues. David was saying here, he's referring to his experience with Saul. He's saying, hey, God kept me. I was in his presence, and when I stay in his presence, I find protection. Can I tell somebody, if as long as you stay in the presence of God, you don't have to fear the position of man. As long as I, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. As long as I stay in his presence, I don't have to fear position. As long as I'm in his presence, everything is going to be, all things, all things work together. Romans 8, 28, all things work together for the good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. Psalms 95, again, David writing in verse number 2, let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. It's all about presence. David had sinned (coughs) greatly. David had sinned and some of us would be like, man, you you really sinned. But sin, sin. And people, we, we'd like to, we like to qualify sin. Well, your sin's worse than my sin. Well, sin is sin. Sin will keep you just as well as much as it will keep me out of heaven. Sin is sin. David had a relationship he shouldn't have had and had the ladies. Husband, Uriah killed. That's called murder. Yet God still said he's a man after my, my own heart. David found mercy and David found grace. You know what? God can save a murderer. Do you know that? As long as the murderer is more concerned about the presence of God than position. David, in that context, he wrote, created me in Psalms 51. Create in me a clean heart. Renew in me a right spirit. Oh, you ready? You ready? Cast me not away from thy presence. It's all about presence. There's times when I, rep- I have to repent. Why? Because I, I don't want to be cast to be a castaway. I don't want to be cast away from his presence. I want to be able to say, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I praise you. Jesus, I thank you for your spirit that I feel. Jesus, I honor you. I magnify you. I worship you. And the cool thing about it is when we are in the presence, those around us also get to enjoy. There's times where the presence of God was moving. And I was talking to somebody. They didn't know who Jesus even was. And I, Ooh, something feels different. never felt anything like that. Both their hairs were standing straight up. Their goosebumps had goosebumps. I'm telling you, the presence feels pretty good too, doesn't it? Psalms 100, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all your lands, and serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. 
come before his presence. Praise team comes, they're practicing, they're singing. What are they trying to do? They're trying to come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God, and it is he that hath made us and not we ourselves, for we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Get in the presence of the Lord. <clears throat> and I'm closing. Musicians come. In our text, verse number 42. Jesus was speaking and he says to Martha. But one thing. Martha is needful. I appreciate you cleaning the house. <clears throat> I appreciate you making this place presentable. I appreciate your ministry and I appreciate your hard work. But one thing is needful. And Mary hath chosen that good part. Which shall not be taken away from her. You can take my position, but you can't take his presence. Amen. Amen. It was already mentioned, Paul and Silas in a jail cell. You can take your, their liberty and put them, you can take their position and put them down in a jail cell. But you can't take away the presence of God. You can take away, you can strip away position, you can strip away prestige, you can strip away a whole, but you can't take his presence from me. And you ready? And you can't take me from his presence. You can take position, but you can't take me out of his presence. I'm staying in his presence. Why? Because God inhabits the praises, and as long as I keep praising, as long as I keep worshiping, as long as I keep magnifying the Lord, I'm going to stay in His presence. Because His presence is more important than any position. Jesus says, Martha, Mary hath chosen that good part. Can I tell somebody, Isaiah 55 and 6, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord. And he will have mercy upon him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. Seek mercy from the position for a pardon, but I'm telling you, all you need to do is find yourself in His presence. If you'll seek the Lord while He is near, while He can still be found, He will abundantly pardon. He didn't say just pardon. He said He can. He will abundantly. He said, I can't, you know, that, that's the way our God is. He said, I can that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. He doesn't just want to forgive you. He wants to abundantly. 
does that happen? It happens, it happens when you find yourself in His presence. Jesus tells Martha again, he says, Mary hath chosen that good part. I had to look it up. What's the good part mean? The word there is a Greek word, meris, M-E-R-I-S, meris. It means a portion or participation. Mary hath chosen portion she hath chosen participation fellowship communication Mary I'm participating Mary's participating I'm participating in his presence I'm communing with him he's communing with me sometimes ministers can I talk to them those involved in ministry all over this house, if you're involved in any kind of ministry, let me talk to you right now. Sometimes it's so easy to get overwhelmed and focused by the work of the ministry. And we forget the good part. It's like we're eating the chocolate cake and leaving the corners. It's like we're eating the tri-tip and leaving the, the ends. My daughters had a little, I don't know, it was an ice cream, some kind of thing, whatever, and it had the whipped cream, you know, at the top, and it had the cherry on top, and one of my daughters, who it didn't belong to, got the cherry on top, and then stuck the twig back on top. You take a wild guess who that was. You know what she was doing? She was choosing the good part. <laughs> there's times we've come, I won't say who this is, but in my house there's times we've walked through the house and you open up and you see, you know, the, the cake that was there and all the frosting's gone. look at the leftover pizza and you find all the toppings are gone. Somebody chose the good part. If you're involved in ministry, sometimes you get so focused in ministry and the work of the kingdom and there's nothing wrong. We got to work together. We have to have a mind to work. But we have to always remember there's a good part to this. And the good part is feeling what we feel. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right Thank you, God, for the good part that I feel right now. I don't know if you feel it, but I feel the good part right now. I feel the Holy Ghost. Thank you, God, that we can feel your presence. morning service there was people involved in ministry all over this house just kneeling finding places to pray brother Nichols right up here just just fell to his knees why but why I'm enjoying the good part 
And I'm telling you, you can't find out there what we have with him in here. See, there's nothing greater than the presence of God. People receive blessing and healing in his presence. People's needs can be met in his presence. Where the spirit of the Lord is, in his presence there's liberty. It's in his presence there's fullness of joy. At his right hand, his presence, there's pleasures forevermore. Let us never lose the good part. You need one thing, he said. Martha, you, 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 you need, there's one thing. But one thing is needful, not to him, to us. There's something that we need more than anything else, and that is the absolute presence of God. If we didn't have, I'm thankful, God, I'm thankful that we have great music and great singing and great ministry. But if we didn't have all that, as long as we got the presence, we'll be okay. That's right, amen. times I hear, and I, I'm not, we have conversations all the time about ministries, but there's times, Sister Sons is not going to be there, and Brother Sons is not going to be there, and this person's not going to be there, and we're not going to have, we're not going to have this, and we're not going to have that, and we get, we get sometimes so fixated on, oh, what songs can we sing, because this one's not there, or that one's not there, or this musician's not going to be here, but that musician's not going to be here. Hey, are we going to have the presence of God? Right, amen. The one needful thing is His presence. So I have an altar call tonight, but it's kind of a different one. It's, I've got it. It's actually bold, underlined, and in red. It says altar call. This is what I would like everyone in the Apostolic Rock Church. If you don't attend here, but you're involved, you can come to. But everyone, if you're involved in any kind of ministry, I'd like for you to come forward. We are going to join together and pray and ask God. This is going to be pre-service prayer. Not like prayer before every service. That's not, but just literally by definition, pre-service, pre-ministry. We have amazing, amazing ministry team here at the Apostolic Rock Church. But the one thing that's needful more than anything else is the anointing, the presence of the Lord. And I just want us together as a ministry team to refocus. It's kind of to, to have a spiritual baseline. God, everything I do in my Sunday school class, in youth ministry, in music ministry, God, it's a lot of work. Trust me, I know. I've been in youth ministry before for years. We did music for years. My wife's still doing music. Since we were kids, we've been involved in ministry of some kind. I taught Sunday school for years. I taught the junior high class. Let me tell you, that can be a lot of work. 
Matt used to help me. He was just a young whippersnapper like me. We didn't know. I didn't know what we what I was doing. I don't, I don't, he probably knew more about it than I did. But we we just show up. We had a little lesson. His work. Most important thing. His presence. It's the presence. One needful thing, Martha. Mary hath chosen the good part. Ministry team, choose the good part. Above all else, we need to have the presence of God in our ministry. The anointing in our ministry. So this is what I want us to do. I want us as a ministry team. And if you, church, you want to stand and pray with us, that's fine. You want to come, you can come too. I don't care. But we need to have the presence and seek first the kingdom, the presence of God. I want to, I want to seek the good part. It was evident this morning, young people in Sunday school in the children's church. They're having children. They're not children. They're not playing. They were, they were having church back there. Children's church. There was a presence of God that began to move. Why? Because some Sunday school teachers began to work, but they were working all for the presence of God to move. Because our children are dependent upon feeling and experiencing the presence of God. So if you're involved in ministry, I want you, if you're, if you're a part of a ministry team and you're, if, if, you, if you could find somebody that is also part of your ministry team or someone that if you're a minister, maybe minister to a minister. If you're a Sunday school teacher, maybe Sunday school teachers can kind of link up together. If you're, if you're in the praise team or a musician, kind of link up with somebody that's involved in your ministry. And I want you to bind together and let's pray and seek the presence, the anointing of God over our ministry. Can we do that together?